Uh, do you guys have different accents in Ontario? Supposedly, yeah. Really? But I don't Absolutely. hear it. it like, a couple hours north of here, you get a classic Canadian accent, and it's really jarring. I can immediately tell if someone's from the city or if they're from uh, the country. We're so off base with this topic so far, but if, what, if it, we leave yeah. this in here, I'm gonna yeah. offend somebody, but that's all right. Anywho, we got an episode to talk about. I think. Yeah. I, I believe. I believe. Yeah. Is anybody on a, a time limit? Nope. Not particularly. This is my weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. This is this is my this is my Friday night. I don't have to work yeah, tomorrow. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, second intervention. What are we doing with our our Friday nights? Uh, all right, <laughs> all right. Are we leaving this in here, or are we going to start fresh? I don't know. Let me play around with it come uh, editing time, and I'll see if uh, any of it okay. can move its way in there. But, um, hey, guys, if you've, got, if you've been listening to us ramble on about Timmy's and Starbucks and the many colorful differences between the States and Canada, and uh, this is episode 64 and we are welcomed with a special guest. Rhonda, welcome on back. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for giving us your Thursday slash what should be Friday evening, I guess, to many people. But, you know, the uh, the downtime of the evening anyways to spend it with uh, us lowly freelancers. Not a problem. Yeah, I was uh, up working freelance until about midnight last night. So I'm right in there with you this week. All right, cool. Uh, what do we got to talk about this week, Josh? So we are talking about digital hoarding. And actually, this is this is Rhonda's on. Well, not only because she's awesome and, and she's a great uh, you know guest to have on, but uh, she was saying a couple weeks ago, I don't know, she had a tweet about digital hoarding or e-hoarding or something, and it stuck in my mind. And I was like, oh, we should talk about that, and we should have Rhonda on also. So um, that that's why she's here, and that's what we're talking about this week. Yeah, it all got started because a, a good friend of mine just started teaching a post-production supervising college course uh, in Toronto. And she sent me an email and said, I'm trying to show my students an example of a camera log that has a lot of footage on it. You don't happen to have, you know, a camera log or, or you know, set notes from this show that we worked on back in 2012 do you i know it's a long shot and uh i think it took me about two to three minutes to track down you know three months worth of shoot notes from four years ago and yeah i guess that's about when i you know i kind of thought oh wow yeah i guess i'm a bit of a digital hoarder i guess i keep everything but impressively organized digital hoarder because you know it would take me perhaps a little bit longer to track down something from over two years ago. So yeah, so I know like kind of my, my big argument for this whole episode. I'm just gonna give it away right now. Is that if you can still find stuff within a couple minutes, just like your example, then then it's not hoarding. <laughs> That's then, like, true. It's there for a reason. You never see on intervention somebody being pulled out of their extremely organized home full of stuff. It's usually just one of, you know, and pack cram full of garbage. And why don't you? Because I know some really organized people that just don't throw things away, a.k.a. my mother, that I think really should, you know, have that problem dealt with. Uh, 
it's it's so strange actually when it comes to every other aspect of my life like my personal possessions everything in the apartment like i go through regular stages of purging i don't like hanging on to stuff i get rid of a lot of stuff i don't have a lot of stuff from my childhood i you know i don't keep old things if i've you know if i finish reading a book i give it away but when it comes to projects that i work on uh, up until this year I never threw anything away. I had every single bit of media that I've ever worked on for the past decade. Yeah, so um, I, I'm pretty much the same way. Uh, it took me a really long time to start deleting footage, like unused footage that I wasn't going to use, just like those extra takes or you know stuff like that. Uh, and I'll say the past two years, I've, I finally got more comfortable saying, okay, this is just taking up room. There's a, a very, very small chance I'm going to need this. And even though terabytes are so cheap, like it's just getting in the way of all the other files I have. Well, what are the reasons? I was going to say, and when you have that much stuff, it becomes harder to find uh, the information that you actually need when it comes time to find it. If you're having to dig through, you know, years worth of old footage. Yeah. So, so for me right now, I actually do kind of have a digital hoarding issue i don't i don't have a problem overall but i do have an issue that i have not taken care of so um so basically when i was working at you know the old company i did have a lot of my own stuff on the computer uh and so when i left like i took it all and i brought it home to my home computer and i just have it sitting there just like in a folder on my desktop uh and i have not yet like taken that stuff which is like half, you know, my my side projects and everything, like taking that stuff and put it with the rest, like where it should go. And so now, like when I'm working on something for Edit Video Faster, I have to think about, okay, when I started this project, did I start it at home? Did I start it, you know, on my old laptop? And I got to figure it out. And this uh, this digital hoarding issue is actually starting to weigh down on me a little bit. And it becomes even more difficult, especially if you're working uh, in Avid, where... You know, for those who don't work in Avid, you don't necessarily Me. have to worry about this. Lucky Nick. <laughs> but in Avid, you have your raw media. And then when you import it into the software, it creates an entire new set of footage that Avid can work with, your MXF files. So if you've been working in an Avid project, you quite literally have two full sets of media, the raw and the Avid media. So then it, you know... Which do you keep? Which do you back up? Right, exactly. And, then and twice as much media lying around, which which can be difficult. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to get too far into the media management weeds, but like with Avid, it can be really easy with like your asset files um, to just like change f the file path, um, like mm -hmm. moving it between drives and whatnot, and like you don't even realize that you mess you know, it up because when you launch Avid, everything looks fine because it's looking at those MXF files. Mm -hmm. So when you like need to go back and relink or something, like you don't realize like, oh, I changed the file path and now I have to go into each individual file and relink like if that time was to come. Ugh. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play a, you know an even older NLE card and bring up Final Cut 7 for a second because, you know, Rhonda, when you mentioned that for a second where before, you know, uh, I'm not sure if Avid still operates this way, if you guys are still doing products this way, but you've got your raw media, you bring it in, and you don't even have the option, I guess, or usually don't choose to edit raw, but uh, it automatically generates some proxies for you to cut with. Uh, 
remembering back from the Final Cut 7 days, which unfortunately for me were that far back, but uh, the login capture tool, that was you know pretty much what you lived and died by. And by the end of the project, I remember always like, I would hang on to the raw stuff, get rid of the login capture proxy stuff because you know my way of thinking was, eh, I can always, if I need to reopen this, I can always mm-hmm. hang on to the raw stuff and you know recapture it all. Well, Final Cut 7 had the uh, the benefit for people who, maybe not the hoarders among us, but the people that like to keep media, and but be organized. I think Final Cut 7's media manager was still maybe second to none, because you could take your, your sequence and your little project and just put only the things that you need into one project, Media manage the whole project. All you would it would just you know make duplicates of just the media that you used in the project, and away you go. You it would delete. You could delete all of the say you had you know 500 gigs worth of footage, but your final timeline was only three or four minutes. You could just blow away everything you didn't use. It was great. I mean, I would consolidate. Mm-hmm feature works great like that too but i still think final cut 7's media manager for um projects was was amazing wow it's rare to get a final cut 7 compliment uh on this podcast nowadays i'm just being nostalgic though i think i'm just being (laughs) i'm forgetting i'm forgetting the many hours of of uh my life it wasted when it wouldn't work yeah multiple multiple hours um what do you guys uh well uh Actually, I'm not sure, Rhonda, what your answer to this would be, but because I kind of know, um, you know, Josh and I are uber freelancers. Where, well, I'll, uh, I think I'm more freelancer than he is. Where, you know, if I I come up with my own sort of practices of what to do for archiving or something like that. But uh, between the two of you, um, you know, Josh, your former experience, and uh, also Rhonda, you know, how you operate now. Do you have any standards by which you have to archive something specifically? Well, so I work generally in uh, in television, uh, reality television, and so for us, the the broadcaster is the one who generally mandates what we have to keep and, and for how long. Most companies will also want to keep more than that, but you know your contract will tell you exactly what you need to back up. So that's generally you're going to back up your projects. Um, your your video masters, so your final color corrected, um, you know, full resolution files, your your audio stems, so your mixed audio, um, as well as they'll let you know how much. Obviously, all your raw media, um, and so that becomes tricky because yeah, you can put it on a hard drive, but as we all know, with hard drives, it's not if a hard drive fails, it's when so some people a lot of people will say you know if it doesn't exist three times it doesn't exist because Mm -hmm. you know there could be a fire hard drive could go down um so you know it becomes tricky how do you adhere to keeping all of this raw media um in a stable way so we a lot of the times we'll use, you know, duplicate hard drives. We'll back something up, have a du- hard drive, put it in, put it in a storage locker somewhere. 
uh, or send one to the broadcaster so that they have the media there. Um, we also use, and this is for freelancers, it would be uh, quite on the expensive side, but it's not unheard of, is backing up to LTO tapes, um, uh, which yes. are glorified floppy disks. They're just, you know, like a hard, <laughs> it's a tape that you would write to very, very slowly, um, you know, that you can that you can put on your shelf and they won't deteriorate and the media is totally safe on them. You know, the, the problem being that an LTO machine costs thousands of dollars and the tapes are hundreds of dollars each, but, um, you know, a lot of the time television companies will, will write all of our, our raw media uh, to these LTO tapes and just have shelves of them or a storage unit somewhere that has years worth of raw media from shows you never want to hear about again. That horrifies <laughs> me, actually. Like, the thought of, like, you know, someone has the job of being, uh, you know, I'm imagining that old guy who's taking the Ark away at the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost <laughs> Ark in this vast warehouse full of old archive projects that could sit on a yeah. shelf and... You know, that just, uh, I don't know, that thought just makes me nervous. I used to have a client that uh, up until, uh, I think, maybe two years ago, if not if not more recent, um, they had, they were very late to update to, uh, you know, out of the Betacam era. Like, we were shooting on Betacam when DSLRs were still on the scene, you know, so not even, uh, you know, not even uh, you know the you know Canon you know, or uh, uh, Sony EX ones or any of the other ENG style cameras like that, and they had rooms and rooms just filled with Betacam tapes from projects from like the last two three decades, gathering dust. You're talking about a place I used to work at. Oh God, that just yeah. I don't know. That just makes me you know why? Who yeah? Who in the hell is gonna call up and? Ask for you know you know go pull this this drive because we need this SD footage of this event from 1987. You never so, know because there's actually, been shows that I worked on. I worked on a, a show, you know, four or five years ago. Um, that it was on Travel and Escape Channel in Canada, so it's like a specialty channel that nobody had. Nobody watched the show, um, but then this year. Uh, it was picked up internationally by a broadcaster in Italy that wanted the show. So all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> you know, being contacted by producers going, hey, do you know where the hard drives with this show from five years ago are? Because all of a sudden we need to pull all of this information and and remaster it for Italy. Oh, man. <laughs> so it does happen. Don't think that it doesn't. I'm sure it yeah. does. So, um, you know, the one company I get a lot of work for, it's it's training videos um, for airports. Uh, and some of these clients, you know, they've been around for 10, 15 years, and their training courses are 10, 15 years old, all shot on uh, Betacam, uh, and they just get updates. So, like, I got this timeline in Avid that's 10, 15 years old uh, with um, half beta cam footage half um xd cam footage and like if, if something like if i something goes offline or you know because you know this media is so old like avid just 
can get uh, wonky sometimes. Like, I'll need to go recapture from a beta cam tape, you know, up on the, you know, the top floor, I gotta, you know, drag it down from the attic and get in the deck and do all that. And I mean, I probably got to do that once, probably every six months. Good yeah. God. And I mean, that's why being a digital hoarder, you know, pays off every once in a while. Cause you don't want to be the person that says, yeah, I don't know where that is. I don't think we have that anymore. And then you look dumb. And we don't like looking dumb. Well, I've, I've gotten used to it by now, but uh, I'll, to be honest, my main reasoning when I started for like the first four or five years, not throwing stuff away and keeping everything was so that to be that hero that like, if somebody comes to me and says, Hey, this is an absolute long shot, but do you have this thing from 10 years ago? And I can go, Oh yeah, it's right here. And just like out of the blue, pull this, you know, this footage out of my, uh, you know, proverbial arse, but, uh, uh, to have that. Is that you store? What was that? Is that where you store your footage? It is. It's <laughs> uh, it's a very efficient service. I, I'm gonna, I'm going to write an article about it, and uh, I highly recommend people give it a go. Um, it's uh, yeah, very liberating. Um, but it's yeah, it, it was mostly to be that uh, you know to be helpful to my past clients, so that if they ever did come to me and say, hey, you know, we could really reuse this stuff. Boom. Okay, I've got it right here now. Uh, this year, I started throwing stuff away, but only the stuff that's absolutely, I know for 100% certain it is obsolete. It's from 10 years ago, um, and no one is ever going to call me on to bring this stuff up. Yeah, so it's still for, so stressful deleting it, though. <laughs> it's it is it takes a couple drinks because it's like yeah. it's very final. You know, it's yeah, it's it's actually it was a strange feeling because you know when you're throwing away footage uh or you know images or something like that it's you know uh, it's not like you know throwing out uh a tape or anything like that or a film reel like this is as soon as you hit delete it's gone from existence forever (laughs) and it's uh it's incredibly final yeah so um for me uh just kind of my standard operating procedure uh for my freelance clients like when i'm done with something like i give it to them it goes on their hard drive it's on their shoulders, uh, but I do keep a copy and I back my copy up. So just in case something does happen, like I do have it, um, but I do do like a really thorough clean when I'm done with the project. So delete all the unused, you know, renders, like all the obsolete renders, uh, like any any version of a like a, a graphic I was making and I didn't use it. Like no, I throw all that away. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm just left with like all the footage. Um, you know, my project and the uh, and the associated files that go with it. Um, and then I'll say about a year later, it's no like firm, like hard date one year, but in about a year, I'll go in and delete um, the unused footage. Because I, I feel like like you, Nick, like it's so final, like you just can't you just don't get it back, especially if you don't have the tapes. Yeah, and it's uh do you ever have to check with the clients or check with anybody first before you actually do throw any of this away? Do you give any clients any last last words? No, because like at the end of the project, when I give it back to them, you know, I explain like this is yours. Like you, you are in charge of this because if they want me to store it, like sure, pay me for that though. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, at the cost of uh, yeah, at the cost of what a few terabytes 
you know, uh, goes for nowadays. Wouldn't be surprised if a lot of clients just say, yeah, we'll pay 150 bucks. We'll keep our own copy for now. And, you know, that'll be the end of it. Actually, I thought I heard somewhere, this would be really good if I if I had prepped appropriately for this episode. Uh, some, uh, I, I'm not sure if it was Western Digital or which company, uh, just came out with an unheard of size of hard drive that uh, I think a, a photographer was mentioning it recently and said, you could, you know, if you had this one hard drive, it'll back up every photo raw file that you'll take in your lifetime. So I can't fully remember what that was, but it was, you know, an ungodly amount. And so they're just getting bigger and bigger each year. So the cost of even putting together your own server is, you know, it's pennies compared to what it used to be like a decade, decade or two ago. So how many terabytes roughly do you guys own? Oh, you don't ask me because mine's embarrassingly low. Uh, so is mine. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't even, I probably, so, you know, because pretty much 99.9% of the work I do, you know, I, if I were to bring footage home with me and keep it, they would probably come after me with their legal department. Um, <laughs> you know, I think my hard drives, and I, I kid you not, they're pretty much Firewire 800 era uh, hard drives. Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. I, you know, I, I, I don't bring my, I don't bring my work home with me physically, <laughs> emotionally. I do. Um, so yeah, no, I don't have, uh, I don't have a lot of storage at home really. Mostly like sound effects libraries, um, you know, stuff that I shot back when I used to, you know, play with cameras, but now I just edit. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't. I don't own that one. Josh. Josh is showing me a, a Lassie drive. That. Uh, so this was my very first hard drive. I was a junior blue, in college. Blue light on it. Yes, the that, blue light. That blue light seeps into my brain. I so thought, this I thought that a, was like an early Atari model or something. No, this is a 500 gig Lacy external hard drive. Uh, let's see, eSATA, USB 2, FireWire 800, two FireWire 800 ports, and a FireWire 400. And I had to get this for my post-production class in college, and this thing was like $300. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, I... it like, and I probably used like 50 gigs on it. Oof. <laughs> and at the time, that seemed like a lot. Yeah. And like five hundred, like like I was like the oh, guy yeah. getting the five hundred. Most people were getting like the the two fifty. <laughs> so I was like the Porsche of the hard drives. Even as you were yeah. listing off all those connections, I was just counting up all the dongles that I would have to buy to to be able to access that that thing right now. Oh no, I'm sitting here. I've got it. Looks a little newer, but I've got my Western Digital my book right here. That yeah, two FireWire four hundred ports, USB two. Micro and eSATA, just wow. Because I'm, you know, I I like to be super technologically up to date. Yeah. At work, so, we, um, you know, at work we're cabled in and have, you know, you know, work with servers and and you know, I, I worked on a show where we had, uh, you know, a 48, 48 terabyte server that we were all hooked up to that was full. But no, at at home, I live in the Stone Age because 
the instant I try to start, uh, you know, saving up and, and bringing home all the, the footage and top of the line drives is the day that I become a messy digital hoarder. <laughs> well, I, yes. I can, I can count up, uh, I counted up while you guys were, were comparing drives, which got really nerdy for a second there, by the way. Like we were, we were, we were pushing the boundaries of nerdism. Um, but I've got, at the current moment, 33 gigs worth of my books alone on my desk. And uh, because I'm kind of going through the long process of cataloging them all. And maybe about 30 or 40 other... Um, yeah, 34 the other uh sorry, did I say gigs or terabytes? <laughs> I assumed you meant terabytes. Yeah, cause... sorry. I I realized that that's not Wait, that's how many? I else. wasn't listening. Uh, not lying, I wasn't listening. So about 30 on my desk, about 30 to 40 in the next room. Uh Ooh, in a drawer. Man. What? Is that bad? So that's a lot. But I mean, you you work on features. Well, like, and yeah. this this is work... each you know, it, they're all clones, really. So so you know, 15 unique drives on my desk and about 20 unique drives in the next room. And you drink coffee at your desk? Uh, yeah, and my <laughs> giant 32-ounce glass of water. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's why there's clones in the next room. Exactly. This is why I keep one backup because that's my... I can accidentally spill water on this backup. Yeah. So I have two two-terabyte drives on my desk. Um and I just bought a backup drive because one of them was a backup drive and I just got too much stuff. So now I work off of two two terabyte drives and I have a backup drive. Oh. I dream That's of the two days. Terabytes. That's I, it. I dream of the days of getting like a server and putting it in the next room or enclosing it in a nice, you know, uh, sound sealed encasement or something like that. But I also fear if I have that much space, oh God, like, you know, uh, if I have, if I were to be gifted, a 48 terabyte server, you know, my brain would immediately go, good, you never have to worry about space on that at all, except for the day when it gets full. Then I go, well, how the hell am I going to move 48 terabytes? Yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that, that happened to us on a show that I worked on where uh, I was actually talking about it on, on Twitter with somebody because um, it was hidden camera so hidden camera shows you turn the camera on and let people do their thing for however long it takes for it to be mildly entertaining and then you turn them off so it's not as if you get the scene set up you say you know you turn on the camera you say action you know everybody does their thing for a few minutes you cut there is we had how many shoot days were there there would have been 10 to 12 shoot days that filled uh, a solid 20 plus terabytes and then we had to transcode it all uh, for avid so yeah we did have 48 terabytes thereabouts a little bit less because uh of how the drives are formatted but wow. it fills up quickly and then yeah because we have it in the contract with the broadcaster that it all has to be backed up and saved i remember we had a like a stable of rotating assistant editors going 24 hours a day backing up to our one tiny little LTO machine so basically you would sit and he'd sit and he'd unwrap a new tape that essentially looked like a these you know uh, you know a um, video cassette 
put them in the little machine. The I forget how big the tapes were. One, maybe two terabytes. And then they sit and it writes for like four or five hours. And then the tape pops out. And then you put in the new tape and it copies for four hours. And so we had these assistant editors for just a week or two straight. You know, every four to six hours, just swap out a tape, put in a new one to back up all 48 terabytes of this stupid server. And what do you do? So it seems like a great idea. Yeah. And you have to back uh, they didn't have the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because I recall at a job where I wasn't backing up the LTO, but uh, ingesting footage and, and transcoding and also even long export times, which I would have mm -hmm. to do over and over and over again to, you know, maybe 20 or 30 videos at a time. And I remember, uh, unfortunately, they didn't have, they had the intranet, not the internet. And my phone got zero reception. So... Uh, yeah, and I I wasn't comfortable with bringing a book in to, uh, to you know just kind of read while something's you know uh, a progress bar is filling up. So yeah, there was a lot of uh, contemplation. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time to be a digital hoarder. It does, and I don't, I don't think it doesn't, it doesn't happen by accident. You don't just go, oh, where did I get all this stuff? I don't think we get appreciated for this this work. So, so I'm curious about like stock elements, like stock pictures, B-roll, stock music. Like you, you, you see one of those sites, they have like a, oh, we're doing, you know, this week free, get as much as you want. Like, do you, do you go in and grab all that? Like, what, what do you guys do for that? Oh my God. This is the worst problem I, I have <laughs> ever. You have no idea. I think maybe 20 of those drives I mentioned earlier are just stock sound effects and, stock clips but uh, like on every I mean, production i i there's always this you know you always meet like this useful sound guy who says hey do you want uh, i've got these libraries of sound effects and i don't even wait for him to to ask i just say yes give them always always say yes when someone offers you sound effects you just <laughs> yes i yes. don't i don't care what they are you know, but <laughs> okay you don't need 75 duck quackings like you, maybe you, might you think you don't. You think you don't. <laughs> Until the day that you're that you're doing foley for a scene of you know ducks fighting each other, hey, that'll come in real handy. Sound effects are the they're my biggest digital hoarding uh, problem. Oh, I have yeah. like I, I have like I four sound effects. Oh, like four, no, 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 I have no. four. <laughs> it's like three different whooshes and like a bell. <laughs> that's all i have you do get some quality wishes <laughs> you just keep changing the pitch on it uh you know every once in a while just to vary it up yeah yeah well no yeah. i don't need to i have like a, a low like whoosh and then i have just a regular whoosh and then i have like that electric one like the digital whoosh that, that's all i need because i always what? just skip right past the digital whoosh <laughs> well see the problem with in audio in particular though um Usually, like the feature I just finished, uh, we I charged the production whatever you know the cost was for stock footage because we had to go get about uh, maybe about eighteen clips of stock footage, and it was maybe about a hundred bucks a piece. And so yeah, that's not something I want to pay for. But they seem to not really want to pay. Uh, it doesn't occur to them that audio costs something, and mm -hmm. 
for some reason I get like I I'll throw I do a lot of temp stuff you know once the, the assembly is done I'll throw temp music I'll t- throw temp sound effects in there and so when the sound effects go in uh, the director gets married to those and so when you send the cut off to uh, post audio they always come back and say all right well how many of those sound effects that you used are you know licensed to use and if you say well none well they hate you <laughs> like, so like great i have to go and find all those sound effects now so but uh so if you buy all of them or if you have license to use and you say all those sound effects are good to go you've got a best friend for life so that's why i hoard them all and yeah i maybe so, maybe i do need 40 ducks quacking so so are they categorized at all like do you have a system oh, hell no <laughs> <laughs> that's when you bring up spotlight and yes. just type angry duck and then you sift through the 800 but, angry okay ducks at least they're labeled yes yeah yes. Well, so so what drives me crazy is like uh you know i'll go into you know at, at one office that i work in i'll go into their like stock uh images folders and it'll just be like people and it's just like all like the crazy letters and numbers on like the download file from like yeah. Shutterstock. Like I don't know what anything is and I don't like looking at things in thumbnail view or in icon view. Like I want to look at as a list. Um so like like if it's not labeled, like if it's labeled Angry Duck Quacking One, Angry Duck Quacking Two, like mm-hmm. cool if you have seventy five of those, like and they're together, like okay. But if it's just random ass, you know, uh, labeling, like no. I, I can't do that. I remember that because oh, yeah, I I remember like stock like CD CDs full of uh, stock audio effects where they you know the files themselves are just like zero zero one zero zero two or whatever random file name and you've got like a printout that lists off. Yes, that was agonizing. Having yes. to like read through and then you have to look up the number and then find the disk, pop it in, find the file. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like um. The Dewey Decimal System at the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, millennials have no idea. Millennials have no idea how easy they have it. (laughs) All right, I want to get off topic. I have a duck question for you guys. (laughs) This is strangely on topic, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather fight a hundred angry ducks (laughs) or one duck? the size of a hundred ducks <laughs> i thought you were gonna say a hundred angry ducks or one happy duck no <laughs> 100 angry ducks or one duck the size of a hundred ducks well i feel like i'd be screwed no matter what i'm just happy that i'm not fighting angry swans or angry geese yeah i'll just keep my chances with the hundred ducks and just just punt away i guess <laughs> Uh, okay. Give me Nick? One, give me one big duck. One big duck. Yeah. I think I'm going big duck also. Then you you don't get yeah. you know, you don't get swarmed. I don't want to get swarmed. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> like I just think of um uh, what's the movie they're remaking Starship Troopers? You guys hear they're remaking Starship they're remaking Troopers? Remaking that? Yes. Oh yes. My God. It's getting a reboot. But uh, anyway, I just think of like uh, whatever those insects are, just like swarming over, like with the ducks. Like no, I don't want that. That's the danger. Yeah. But I mean, I guess we'd have the sound effects to make that a pretty great scene. I, I was just gonna, just gonna say, as long as you have fifty different types of 
insect screeching. Like, yeah, you, you can make that scene happen. <laughs> I, I remember telling this story because, uh, you know, one of my favorite parts about editing is that, you know, when, when you get when you get frustrated, it's really easy to think, oh, my God, this is this is the worst job. It's so hard. It's so frustrating. Why do people do this? And then you complain to somebody who has a real job that actually, you know, affects people's <laughs> lives, you know, in the, their saving lives or, you know, working with children. And so I remember complaining to a friend of mine. And this is this is sort of on sound effect topic that uh, I needed bat sound effects. But I just needed one bat, singular, one singular bat. But all I could find was cave of bats. And it was just, for some reason, the internet was not my friend, and I could not find this one bat sound effect that I needed. And it was just awful. And I went on this huge rant, and, and, and you know, she was counseling, uh, I believe, people with, with drug addictions. And uh, up my, she, she, she went up to me quite significantly, and I went, okay, well, I guess my bat sound effect problem isn't that big. But if I'd been hoarding my animal sound effects, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have been a problem. Isn't that actually the worst? When Because, yeah, I think this past week I had a problem at 3 a.m. If anybody follows me on Twitter, then they know what I was ranting about. <laughs> actually, no, it was whatever whatever day uh, the Cubs were getting their day. Yeah, so this was the last Wednesday. Yeah. that's So by the time this comes out, it'll be like four Wednesdays ago. Yeah, this will be like 2017. Um, yeah. but Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was actually that was the part of the most frustrating thing was here I was I was I was experiencing this problem that few people will understand even fewer people will you know uh, will will commiserate with me and at the same time any tweet any angry tweet that I send out into the ether to try and expel some of my frustration gets swallowed up in all these happy Cubs go so, Cubs things tweets that people are sending if- out. If I wasn't like four beers in when you were having this issue, I would have told you to to upgrade like that night because I know well, you did it like the next day, right? Uh, yeah, I ended up do- having to do that the next day, and which yeah. was kind of like one of the last resort things in that solved the problem at least for a few days. But uh, but yeah, it's it's like the, I have three people that I can turn to to <laughs> you know, and Josh is one of those people that I can rant to about. Uh, the, the problems that I have, and even then I don't, because then he usually replies back with "Hey, premiere, hey." So, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I was actually up. It was like twelve thirty, one o'clock, and I like I was still up for once when you were having this problem, <laughs> but you weren't getting anything out of me. Yeah, uh, nope, nope. You're just laughing at me with your drunken laughter, <laughs> telling me to switch over to Avid. <laughs> Man, yeah, we, we need a we need a safe space, our uh, us editors, where we can, you know. Rant and, and not have uh, you know people with important jobs come in and, and make our problems seem so inferior, right? Or just rant about an NLE and it not be a personal attack on somebody else. <laughs> <sighs> Clearly, not what this podcast is about. Yeah, right, right. Cool. Uh, do we have any uh, last thoughts on uh, on uh, hoarding and you know <laughs> whether uh, this is a problem that we should. Uh, check ourselves into some sort of rehab Uh, so i'll go back to my thesis that i never really got to talk about um if you can find what you want within five to ten seconds keep doing whatever you're doing uh if you start getting bogged down and and it actually 
feels heavy, like when you're going through your files and it just is weighing on you mentally, like maybe it's time to start purging some of your 75 duck sound effects. Um, But otherwise, you know, keep rocking on. Terabytes are cheap, um, but just have a good organizational system and a good backup system. It all comes down to organization. I mean, if if you keep everything organized and you have the space for it, you know, that's great. But, yeah, the instant you just start throwing everything onto a hard drive and saying, oh, I'll sort it out later. Suddenly it's five years down the road and you're going, um, why are Aunt Martha's vacation photos, you know, dumped in here with this film that I shot? Yeah. It's like a weird combination. (laughs) And speaking of archiving things, I think that uh, I've kind of taken on that job title for my family because uh you know my mom just is completely incapable of understanding the whole concept of backing up photos um you know i bought her a dslr camera you know four or five years ago and all of her photos still exist on the same sd card that i gave her because she doesn't understand the whole idea like well how do i how do i back these up well you go to best buy you'll buy you know two you know 500 gig hard drives two why do i need two well, you have to have you know a copy on each. Well, why you know what what what's that about? And then I lose her entirely. So you know if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. And uh, but even for a lot of the products that I work on, uh, you know if uh, it it's not like film where it it will last forever. So I don't know. A part of it, part of me hanging on to stuff is again like, you know, uh, it, this isn't the most important stuff in the world that I'm working on. But in some way, some of it is like, well, you know, if you get rid of it, it's gone forever. So. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, backing up and like archiving this stuff is something that you know people, you know, those those nasty millennials don't really understand. So I think they're going to wake up to that. Where you know, if your if your photos aren't backed up, if your movies aren't backed up, um, you know, where you know DVDs are you know kind of on the way out, and people are suddenly realizing that yeah, you don't have copies of everything, you know, the way that we had stacks of VHS tapes before. So. Yeah, if you don't uh, hang on to copies of stuff, it's you're gonna wake up and realize, wow, I don't, you know, I don't have all that media that I thought I did. Yeah, so oh, we talked about digital, you know, cloud storage now is so cheap. Where, you know, it's not for, you know, you have a hundred gigs worth of stuff. It's almost cheaper just to, you know, get an account somewhere, store it in the cloud, you know, upgrade to Dropbox, do something, and throw them up there and not have to worry about it if you're you know backing up say photos more than anything this is not you know i wouldn't back up my my media there or my uh video here's a here's a quick little hack if you guys use google drive uh so every year when google does um they do like a security update like do a security checkup and when you do that uh if you choose to do it they add two more two more gigs to your Google Drive. So if you're like me and you have uh, like seven different Gmail accounts uh, and you do the security update every year, I mean, you get 14 more gigs each year. So you can hoard a little bit more. Suddenly it sounds like Josh might be the one with the hoarding problems. Like, yeah. oh, I need more gigs. I need more gigs. <laughs> I think you win. There's a Yeah, you definitely win, sir. Well, awesome. <laughs> Well, I think that we've talked this uh, topic to death, uh, so that's probably a good point to wrap it up. Uh, Rhonda, I want to say thanks for uh, coming and uh, you know whining with us for a little bit. Uh, I-, I meant whining as in what you're drinking, not not 
whining as in the topic but yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) no i'm good i'm good at both (laughs) no but uh your opinion was appreciated and uh yeah we definitely uh especially for this topic it's good to have uh someone uh, someone else uh from your background to uh chime in and uh yeah and also i think it's just good to have uh, a third person on here to uh to break up the monotony of just josh and i talking to each other so it doesn't break down Uh into avid premiere (laughs) <laughs> yes Rhonda thank thank you so much um, you're always welcome on the show absolutely thanks for having me guys Yeah, and uh, I'll let people know that uh, I did ask some of our listeners over on Twitter and in the, in the Facebook group the same questions about what their practices for archiving projects are so if they're if you're interested in finding out all the great answers then I turn to Storyfy and so in the show notes for this episode if you want to pop over to commandeditpodcast.com command edit and check out the show notes then you see everybody's wonderful answers and they all kind of vary as to uh, how long they hang on to what and when they back it up, uh, what media they, they tend to use, what format they use. So go check that out. I saw, there was, I saw there was everything from one month to I keep it forever. One month? I just, I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> like, the project is, you know, the program hasn't even closed and you're getting rid of stuff. You yeah, probably haven't been paid yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> the check hasn't cleared and you're getting rid of media yeah but uh anyways that's episode 64 thank you guys so much for listening and until next time i'm nick i'm josh and we got oh. ron over here come on hey. come on <laughs> it's not a command edit podcast it. episode unless we have an awkward <laughs> sign off <laughs> i missed it i was drinking my wine it's all right